And I've just got four short scriptures that I want to read tonight. And the first one is in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 57. Just one verse I want to read right at the end. Isaiah, chapter 57 and verse 21. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Now I want to turn to John's Gospel, please. All the other scriptures are in John's Gospel. In chapter 14 and verse 27. John 14, 27. I leave peace with you. I give my peace to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it fear. Now in chapter 15 and verse 11. I have spoken these things to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy be full. And then finally in John's Gospel chapter 10. John chapter 10 and verse 16. And I have other sheep, which are not of this fold, those also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one flock, one shepherd. On this account the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. You may have noticed that the three verses that I've read from John's Gospel, they speak of my peace and my joy and my voice. That's not mine. These are the words of Jesus. They're things that are pretty rare in the world at the present time. Not a lot of peace about at the moment, is there? Here every day, reports coming in. No, there's no peace. I want to tell you tonight about someone who's the Prince of Peace. He also happens to be my saviour. That's why I want to tell you about him. Because he's given peace to me. And it's not a peace at any price. It's a peace that's based on a sure and firm foundation. And that's what the gospel's about. But I want to speak to you about my joy, the Lord's joy. Because there's not much joy around at the moment, is there? But you know tonight, there can be joy in heaven over one repenting sinner. Did you know that? God is looking in love and grace upon a world that knows little of peace and little of joy. And he's prepared to impart something into your heart so that you can know both. And moreover, that it won't just be a peace and a joy that lasts you for the few more years of the rest of your life, however long or short that may be. But it's a peace and a joy that will last for eternity. And friend, I'm preaching the gospel tonight because I want to commend God's love to you so that you might know these things. And in John 10, do you notice there? My voice. The voice of Jesus that would appeal to the hearts of every one of us that's here tonight. The voice of the Saviour who died on Calvary's cross for me. 
the voice of the one who would gently appeal to your soul to have to do with him as your own saviour of sinners. But you know, to come into these things, we have to start with Isaiah 57. Because that's where each of us are. We're without hope and without God in this world. Sometimes we say, don't we, there's no peace for the wicked. Perhaps it's said sometimes in jest. But old friend, it's true, you know. We're unrighteous before God. Every one of us still in our sins. And we don't know the way of peace. If you look at the scripture in Romans 3, you'll find that so. There's not one righteous, the scripture says. No, not one. And haven't found the way of peace. I don't want to spend time on Isaiah 57. But I wanted to remind you that it's the place where we all have to start. We're all sinners before a holy God. We've all done wrong. Oh, what it'll be, you know, in a day to come when we have to stand before God and give an account of ourselves, of all that we've done. And still in your sins? Oh, friend, what would it be? Just a minute. This is a God who is holy. It's a God who is righteous. And moreover, It's a God who knows your every action and your every thought. Would you dare to stand before him in your sins? And in a day to come, that same God whom I present tonight will be a judge, a judge of all who are still in their sins, who have never come to God because they felt their need of a saviour who have never known what it is for the precious blood of Jesus to have washed those sins away. Friend, will you be among them? I read a little story the other day. I needn't tell you the story. The question that was raised at the end of the story is where will you spend eternity? I remember gospel preachers when I was younger used to say it quite a lot. Where are you going to spend eternity? It's a solemn thing, you know. Are you going to spend it in hell having been judged by a righteous and holy God? Or will you spend it in heaven? Lots of people know you think they're heading for heaven and they haven't found the way. Wonder if there's anybody here like that tonight. I may say probably not, because I know all that are here tonight have been here before. You've heard the gospel message. You've had the opportunity to have to do with the Saviour God. But oh I know my own heart. I've heard the gospel lots of times too. Sometimes I didn't even used to listen. 
Sometimes when I was younger, I didn't think it applied to me. Why, I was brought up in a Christian home. Why do I need the gospel? I know it all. Or did I? Didn't matter how much I knew. Did I know the Saviour? Because it's only as knowing the Saviour that I, that I could have my passport to heaven and be sure that's where I was going. And friend, tonight, it's the same gospel. The same gospel is preached to you as was preached to me. And I was the same age as the little ones here. The same gospel. The same saviour. The same love of a saviour God. And eventually it broke the barriers down. And I realised one day that I was a sinner. In need of a saviour. As I've got older I've realised it even more. But our friend, there's no peace for the wicked, but there's peace offered in the gospel. And that's why I read from John 10, because I wanted you to know that there's a peace, uh, sorry, John 14, that there's a peace that this world can never offer you. Oh, we feel sorry for the politicians trying to reach agreements of peace. But you know there'll never be peace on earth until the Prince of Peace himself comes. Think of what the angel said uh, at the birth of Christ. Peace on earth, good pleasure amongst men. Where is it? You'll only find it where Christ has his rightful place. And the day is coming soon when he will. A day is coming when the saviour that I proclaim to you is going to come here and he's going to reign in righteousness. The knowledge of the Lord is going to cover this earth as the waters cover the sea. The gospel you know is just not something airy-fairy. It's something real. In fact, it's even more real than the things that you can touch and see because the Bible tells us that the things of earth this earth and the heavens are going to be rolled up as a garment. They're going to disappear. And what will remain? What will remain will be a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. And Christ will be there at the centre of it. And he will rule in equity. He will be perfectly just in all he does. All oh, the wonder of a scene that will change so much from the chaos of what we see around us today to a scene of perfect order where Christ is supreme. Well now take your eyes for a moment from the picture of the world around us. The gospel's not preached but that you might come to accept the saviour for yourself. How much chaos is there inside? What about your heart? 
Are you doubting? Are you fearful? Are you wishing that you had peace in your own heart? When you go out in the morning, are you anxious? Is your heart in turmoil? Is your mind thinking this way and that way and you don't know which way to think? Friend, there's a saviour that I present to you tonight. And he wants to have to do with you. And you know, the serious part of the gospel is this. There's lots of things I could tell you about the gospel from the Bible. But there's one thing I can't tell you. And that is when the gospel will no longer be preached. Neither can I tell you if it is preached again that you'll be under the sound of it. Why will you risk the peril of a lost eternity when you can have to do tonight with the Saviour? 20 past 6 on this evening. You can have to do with him just where you are. And he can give you peace. Perfect peace. Thou wilt keep in perfect peace the mind stayed on thee. On Jesus. On the Saviour. It's not what you know. It's who you know. But I tell you tonight of the way of salvation. By turning to the Saviour. And recognising that he alone is able to save. No other name given under heaven amongst men. Whereby we may be saved. No other name. Only in the name of Jesus. And that name can give you peace. Tonight. If you'll just turn to him. There's peace in heaven you know. And you know why that is? It's because Jesus is there. And he's in his rightful place. The one who came here and bore my sins on Calvary's tree. And endured God's wrath in relation to them. And shed his precious blood to redeem me. That same one has been into death. And has broken its power. And has come forth from death triumphant. Nobody else could have done that. Only Jesus. It says in the scripture that the wages of sin is death. And he was sinless. He was the Lamb of God. The perfect, spotless one. Who takes away the sin of the world. That's why God exalted him. That's why God not only raised him from among the dead. But received him up again 40 days later up into glory. And persons saw him go. This wasn't a figment of imagination. Persons witnessed the Lord being taken up from them. And the Bible tells him that now he's at the right hand of God. 
And he's waiting to save. Waiting to save sinners. Like you and me. And there's peace in heaven because Christ is there. And when Christ has his rightful place in a day to come upon earth, there'll be peace on earth too. Oh, the wonder of it. That the peace that this world gives, if it lasts five minutes, that's about the limit of it. But the peace that the Lord Jesus will give to you is forever. Look, if there's anyone here tonight who's worried about their sins, even if there's someone here who's not sure, and when I was younger, I wasn't sure, you can be sure tonight. Because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from every sin. That's one of the most absolute statements of the Bible. And if you confess and believe in him with your heart, you'll be saved. I want you to come into the knowledge and joy of salvation tonight by trusting in Jesus, because you can. There's nothing to stop you. As someone else said, as I read a little recently, there's only one thing that will stop you, is your unwillingness to come to Christ. Would you be willing? If I told you tonight that the Saviour who will give you peace before God is willing to save, are you willing to come? Are you willing to receive him into your heart? Because if you have, if you do, you'll have a peace that can never be taken away from you. Because you're trusting in the Saviour for time and eternity. And you have the assurance from Scripture that your sins are forever washed away. Taken away from before the sight of God forever. Not one remaining. How blessed it is. The work of Jesus at Calvary. But then I wanted just to say a word about my joy. We find that later in John 15. <clears throat> I have spoken these things to you that my joy may be in you. Now look, I know what it is for things of this world to give me enjoyment. I know what it is to find joy in things of this life. And I thank God for many blessings. But there's nothing will give you joy that lasts and that truly satisfies the heart. Except by trusting in Christ. And I would that every heart tonight in this room might know what it is to have that joy filling our hearts. For there's all sorts of things that fill our hearts today. The anxieties of life, the worries, the troubles, what lies ahead. All sorts of things trouble our hearts. Friend, make room for joy 
in Christ tonight. That old hymn that is not in our book, but it doesn't matter. That says, swing those hearts' doors widely open and let him enter while he may. You see what this scripture says? That my joy may be in you. Well, how will that joy come in you? If those hearts' doors aren't swung widely open to Christ today, to receive the blessing of the gospel message, to receive the message of God's love to souls, and you can be brought into the enjoyment, into the joy that will proceed in heaven as you come as a sinner and accepting the Saviour for yourself tonight. My peace and my joy can be yours. And I ask you simply, do you have it? Because tonight you can receive it. God's power under salvation is available through the gospel. And it's for you tonight. In John 10, we have my voice. They shall hear my voice. Friend, each one of us needs to hear the voice of the Saviour tonight and to know that he wants to have personally to do with you. It doesn't matter how many times you've been to a gospel preacher. It doesn't matter how well you know the gospel message. Have you had that transaction with the Saviour? that's washed your sins away, that's given you peace, that's filled your heart with joy. The voice of the one who died for you at Calvary is the same one that in the gospel is appealing from the glory tonight to save your soul and to bring you into the joy and blessedness of salvation. And I would just commend God's love to you tonight. I would that you might come and have to do with him and have that blessed assurance that you can say as you leave this room, Jesus is mine. You belong to him because you've owned up to those sins and as a repentant sinner accepted him as your saviour. I just leave these words with you. That you might know these things for yourself. And that every heart might be receptive to the call of the Saviour tonight as he would appeal to you. And that you might come into the joy of these eternal blessings for yourselves. Well may God bless the word for his name's sake.